A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Here is my servant whom I behold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait, will wait for his teaching. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by my hand. I have formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations. To open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon those who live in darkness.
A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak to those gathered in the house of Cornelius, saying, In truth I see that God shows no partiality. Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. You know the word that he sent to the Israelites as he proclaimed peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. What has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Verbum Domini. This is what he proclaimed, one mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the river by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove 
descending upon him, and a voice come from the heavens, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Verbum Domini. In our baptism, we are baptized into the death of Jesus, that we, like him, would be raised to new life, and in him, not just like, but that he is the principle of healthful death, death to all that is against God, all that separates us from God in union with him in the fullness of the Holy Spirit in power. Yesterday, Father Leonard's uh, natural father, uh, Peter, uh, went to the Lord from complications due to COVID, and thanks be to God, Father Leonard could be there he was able to be with his father and to anoint his father, Peter, before he died. And he'll, of course, spend uh, some time there. But on this day, on the eve of the baptism of the Lord, when we enter into that eternal life which is destined for all of us, we who are children of God, like unto the Son, adopted children in the Son, the beloved ourselves of the Father. When we are baptized, we celebrate the baptism of the Lord, <laughs> when we ourselves are baptized, the same happens to us. That the Father speaking through the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are baptized into their names, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit which hovers over the waters in, in, the, in the liturgy of baptism, this is symbolized both uh, uh, or sacramentalized, is probably better, in this prayer. And then the priest, we place our anointed hands into the water at, in this, at a certain point after the blessing of the water. That Christ himself, though without sin, any sin whatsoever, submits to a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Already he accepts his own death to take on, uh, to overcome, uh, maybe to take on in, in the different version that we'll take on a difficult task, <laughs> uh, to overcome the floodwaters of sin in this world. 
Although the world has given up the celebration of Christmas long ago, you know, even Christmas Day, the radio stations go back to rock and roll music, or whatever they, they were playing before, uh, the baptism of the Lord officially ends the Christmas season, Christmas tide. And it's true that some things are just too good to let go. And for us, frail, weak as we are in our minds and hearts, that we need extra time because it needs time to set in. Everything good needs refreshed. And in this, in this life, in, in heaven, of course, everything will always be fresh. Uh, nothing will ever go stale. Nothing will ever be tarnished or impure. But in celebrating the baptism of the Lord, we are to renew the promises of our baptism. We enter into the mystery of that sacramental presence of God. That in our baptism, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit began to dwell in us, began to operate in us in a new way. We were given uh, a new birth, able now to make acts of faith and hope and love that are life-giving, always motivated, always um, inflamed, always pushed forward by the Holy Spirit, but that we become true temples of God, children of God, and that God can dwell in us. In the Christian East, they already confirm the infant child. They do this, they don't see it quite like we do as two separate sacraments, but they just do one continuous baptism. So we do have like the anointing on the crown of the head as priest, prophet, and king, but uh, that would be kind of where we've gone. <laughs> but they uh, confirm the child at the same time and give the child a little drop of the Most Holy Eucharist. So they're, uh, they usually, they have different forms of that with the precious blood. Um, and so that we are prepared then to receive the body and blood of the Lord. Most of us were baptized as children and we don't remember the most important day of our life. But this baptism is the fundamental change that happens for us as Christians. That Christ himself said, spoke of the necessity of baptism, that unless uh, one be baptized of the water and the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. But why? 
God himself already embraces us, just as the Father embraces Christ with his voice, the Spirit uh, alights upon him, that we ourselves are already drawn up to heaven in this, this holy sacrament, that there is no salvation outside of Christ and in no other name, and that we must, at, like him, enter into his passionate love, his passion and death, in order to receive the fruits of the resurrection. It is a difficult thing. It is an act of faith because uh, we try our best not to make the child cry <laughs> when we baptize them, but they look very much the same before and after baptism. A child who is baptized and an unbaptized child often are just as ornery. <laughs> but the working of the Holy Spirit is within this child for salvation. That already that seed of eternal life is given them. That God's life given freely, that is grace, operates so silently sometimes that it is like the seed which is planted. It is a seed uh, planted which is to bloom to eternal life. That with him, we are newborn children of God. That in his humanity, in the sacred humanity of Christ, he receives the Holy Spirit insofar as uh, he is able, and remember, as I was saying before the other day, that often we think of grace as a number or a volume, uh, and yet when it comes to love, when it comes to the relationship, even of, of, of the human nature of Christ, to the Father, to the Holy Spirit, and in in his divine person to the, the divine son, that this is ever growing, that it's hard, it's hard again to imagine what the fire of divine love was like in the heart of Christ. So as Hebrews chapter two says, Jesus is crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death in death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through suffering that mystery that he speaks of on the way to Emmaus, that it was, was it not necessary that the Christ suffer and so enter into his glory? Again, this great mystery that in his incarnation, he is perfect and wonderful in every way, filled with, with the, the fullness of grace. And yet he is made perfect, he is made through and through, that the Spirit dwells ever more uh, fully, uh, just as in uh, St. Paul that it says, or wherever it says, <laughs> that the grace of God 
full measure, press down, flowing over, well, that, that one, shaken up, press down, <laughs> flowing over. Um, so the spirit pouring forth from his side when the blood and water come from his heart as he is pierced on the cross. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified have one origin, that is the Father to whom uh, we come and to whom we all uh, return. The Mass is all about that return to the Father. This is why he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim thy name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am, and the children God has given me.